Welcome back. My name is Kit. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. And by Kit, I mean Kit Laser. There it is. Long yeah. story. Don't fucking worry about it. Just yeah. call me when I tell you to call a, me. That's his name, damn it. Next week, my name might be Big Daddy. Release Kit Laser's <laughs> birth certificate. <laughs> Check the emails. <laughs> We're talking about Lost, baby. You're big fans. We're big fans. We're here watching it. You're listening. Aww, this is great. You guys are big fans now? I think so. Episode four, that's that's deep enough in to call myself a fan. <laughs> I'm pretty much an old hand at this now. You've made it four 25ths through the first season. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, you know, you're halfway through thir- Nirvana's Nevermind, and you go ahead and buy the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And everybody at school is like, what's your three favorite songs? <laughs> What's your three favorite lost episodes? <laughs> yeah. One, two, and four. Exactly. Uh, it's actually probably one, two, and three. But so what we're going to do, if you're new to the show, we're going to talk about uh, episode four, Walkabout, in general, our overall thoughts on the episode. Then we're going to do a scene-by-scene, play-by-play recap with some shenanigans, shenanigans, of course. Shenanigans. And then we've got four segments to kind of wrap things up. We're going to start with Beach, Please. Beach, Please. Where Steve's going to go through some like trivia, behind-the-scenes info that he may or may not know about this specific, specific episode. And I've got some fun news for you this, <sighs> this week. I discovered... How to listen to lost DVD commentaries online. So you know what you know I listen to the DVD commentary for yeah. this episode to get some good hot beach please goss. So I'm your, ready your for boy beach, did please. it. Your boy did it. He done did it. And then we'll talk about our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments uh of this of the episode. And then uh Passenger Princess, which is our favorite performance of the episode. And we're gonna wrap it all up in a nice little bow with a segment called Lost and Found, where we're keeping track of all of the mysteries as they're unfolding and which ones have been solved, which ones are ongoing. So by the end of this long journey, we'll know exactly what was answered and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. For good and all. For good and all. The, the conversation all online can stop. Yeah. We'll know exactly. Yeah, if anyone gives you any guff about lost mysteries, send them our way. We'll I get guff. Yeah. You get guff? Oh, yeah. It's you rough. get guff? Yeah. You got guff? Yeah, some rough guff. <laughs> rough guff? I think so. Rough guff got got? <laughs> I love it. I was just looking straight at Vinny like, yeah. you going to hop in on you this? You going to hop in? You going to guess and? No. 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 And yeah, that's it. So guys, I got to tell you, I'm enjoying this lost journey. It is uh, difficult for me not to just... I, and it's funny because I made that, I told you about the TikTok last week, right? And so most people had already seen Lost and they're like, oh my God, it's been 20 years. I feel so old. Uh, have fun or you're going to hate yourself at the end. Da, 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 da. But there was like a few <laughs> dozen people that were like, you know what? This is my sign. This is my calling to finally also watch Lost, right? Mm-hmm. And I hope those people had turned into the pod. I think the problem was there's a marketing issue with this podcast because Lost is addictive, you know? Yeah. Much like Charlie's heroin. It's kind of once you pop, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. There's heroin, there's Pringles, there's you, lost. You need nummies. And so a lot of those people have checked back in with me on TikTok and said, hey, whew, halfway through season four already. Holy shit, I got to tell you. And I'm like, whoa, 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 you're going too fast. You're going like, too fast. All right, Jack. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Come down. Come down in those comments. I'm a real big fan of your <sighs> TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I'd f- f- follow along. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> I don't want to read anything about dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wow, I can't I can't talk to you anymore. You know, I'm only on episode four. You're on season four. People have been going hard. Mm-hmm. Binging. I get Big it. Time. I get it. It's a we're, bingeable show. So it we're, we're going to go slightly faster. Double speed. 
uh, as soon as our Mission Impossible Mondays segment is over. That's mm-hmm. the plan. Okay, Lost Episode 4, Walkabout. Madison, what, how you feeling? Let's check in. It's Episode 4. What's up? You know, I, we're, we're doing good. You know, I, (laughs) there hasn't been an episode that I've been like, this is awful. Uh, so we're, we're, we're on a steady incline and I really did enjoy, you know, the first two episodes. I think those have been the strongest of the four. Um, but again, like I haven't really seen an episode that I'm dissatisfied with. Sure. So, um, but for this episode, I, I am happy with it. I did enjoy kind of diving into John Locke uh, character's backstory and kind of getting to see him not on the beach, which was really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like this episode. If you had to choose three words. Ooh. Oh, the three words. <laughs> we haven't been doing it the past couple episodes, so I haven't been preparing. Just first thing, first words that come to mind. Oh, Toes. Okay. Mm. I, I'm a, a man. Um, weird man in a suit. That's not one word, but. Uh, if you hyphenate it. Boar. Okay. Boar. Go. Boar on the floor. Go. It's a succession Boar on joke. the floor. You guys don't get it because you're not cultured. Steve. <laughs> uh, so episode four of season one, Walkabout, mm-hmm. Lost. I think I've mentioned that this was the episode in my initial screening of Lost forever ago. This was the episode that kind of cemented me as like, I'm all in on the show. Like I'd already like, oh, episodes one and two were great. Episode three was fine. And but this when this when this episode ends, I was like, oh, my gosh, I fully understand the potential of what this show can be. I get it now. One hundred percent. I'm all in. Uh, I I'm such a huge fan of John Locke, the character. And this episode does a really great uh, way of showing not only who he is, but it's it's so fascinating. So like last episode, Tabula Rasa. Uh, kind of showed this is what the show is going to be doing with flashbacks. We're going to be learning a little bit more about these characters. We're going to be adding more context to who they are. This episode took that idea and was like, this is what we can do if we crank that idea to 11. Not only are you going to learn things that you wouldn't expect to learn about the characters, but also we can do this in a way that will shock you and surprise you. And I think the writing up to this episode is so great because the whole entire um all three episodes we've seen before this, they've shown like little bits and pieces like, oh, here's a wheelchair in the background. Whose wheelchair is that for? There's been shots of John Locke just enjoying life where people are like kind of freaking out. What's that guy's deal? He's so mysterious. Mm. And this episode, it reveals like, oh, he he has a good reason for feeling the way he is. It recontextualizes the plane crash from this horrible, awful event. And from this guy's point of view, it's a it's a tragic but magical rebirth to the person he thinks he's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so awesome. And going into this episode, I was a little worried about rewatching it because I haven't watched it in so many years, like over 10 years. Cause I haven't rewatched Lost since the last season came out. And so going in, I remember thinking, okay, I hold this episode in such high esteem. Does it live up to my expectations? Does it hold up? And the first half of the episode, I'm like, Oh man, this is good, but it's not as amazing as I thought it was. But then the last three minutes happen, and I'm like, fuck, there it is. That The last three minutes of the episode is like chef's kiss, gold. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I love this episode a lot. I uh, I agree. I think this is the kind of episode that, because again, for, for people that don't know, Steve's rewatching this for the third or fourth time, and Madison and I have never seen the show. I think it would be stronger 
on a rewatch because there are certain things in this episode that seemed off and were kind of not losing me, but I was kind of like narrowing my eyes Mm -hmm. where after the last three minutes of the episode, I was like, oh, that's why he was laying there staring at his foot and the camera was focused on it for so long. Like the scene from Kill Bill when Beatrix Kiddo is trying to wiggle her toe. Okay, because I thought maybe we had a Quentin Tarantino guest direction spot or something. And he was like, here's what we should do. I love Terry O'Quinn's feet. (laughs) Let's get in them digits. Because, you know what I mean? But It's just so strange that he's so put off by, like, being knocked over by the boar. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Mm -hmm. But then they had this whole through line of him, like, um, kind of being impotent in general in life and just really trying to talk himself up and believe in himself. And that moment is just kind of him being like, am I, do I suck? Am I not going to be able to do so? Are they all right? They can't do this. You know what I mean? He's just having like a flashback to not being able to, anyway, it's recontextualized it. So like on a rewatch, like I never noticed the wheelchair in the background until this episode. Which is that what you were referring to Mm -hmm. last episode? Okay. Yeah. Because they're like last episode specifically tabula rasa there's someone's using the wheelchair to like carry firewood around mm. they the do it in this one too yeah and then i think at one point when uh the chaos of the first episode there, i think either john Locke or jack runs past the wheelchair in the foreground mm. uh but then yeah and all the small things that they show john Locke doing leading up to this episode where he just seems off compared to everyone yeah, he's else like this is great and yeah. they're like what yeah it's like no i can walk and they're like mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. he's like never mind long story uh, yeah, and I just love the idea of like cool. the whole time up until this episode, every time they show John Locke, you're like, oh, that guy knows something. He's up to something. Oh, he's got all these knives in this episode. Wow. This yeah. guy knows his shit. And then the flashbacks are like, no, he's pretty impotent, like in his pre pre island life. Like he doesn't have a great story. He's kind of uh, depressing. Right. Right. Yeah. Very much so. And there's a, more mysteries to his character, though. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I, think I missed so. something. No, I think so. So let's dive right in. Okay. It's all about John Locke. That's where the episode opens. Uh, Vincent's barking his head off. As soon as he gets back in the crew, he's got to be an asshole dog. You know, everybody's <laughs> trying to sleep, buddy. We just got, we just killed the marshal. And now we got <sighs> right. another alarm clock waking oh, up. Oh, right. my God. Uh, Michael's like, shut that dog up. And and, uh, and it gets everybody looking at the wreckage, the fuselage, which I'm just I'm taking offense I've, at the fact that everybody just acts like they know no, the word no, fuselage. I've never heard that word before. You've never heard fuselage like, before? Like, no. I've heard it, but I wouldn't be what like. What is the what? What is that? It's the thing without the wings or the tail or the or the cockpit. It's the fuselage. It's the tube part of a plane. It's the cabin. Fuck off. <laughs> That's so what? Yeah. Next time you're in a plane, just realize you're chilling in the fuselage. You, know, yeah, you should say that. You should like fuselage. try Look to at, drop that. Wait, Look, say it again. Fuselage. Fuselage. The dictionary defines it as the main body of an aircraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which so, is true. The heart of I the feel plane. Like just flag down a flight attendant and be like, "Hey, how many bathrooms are in the fuselage?" <laughs> and see what she, you know. She's gonna be like, "I do oh. have a flight attendant friend. Maybe I'll f- fuck with her." <laughs> oh yeah. Next. Yeah. Like, hey, as a flight, do you guys hang out in the fuselage in the mostly? Fuselage. <laughs> Would you say? <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, try to, like, trick her. I will. <laughs> just say the I fuselage. Will. You know, the, the fuselage. But have it over text so you can just oh, type we it can, over oh, and over. shame her online. Uh. <laughs> I call her right now. I'm like, hey. Ooh, on air? On air. We used to do that. Nah, I won't do that. 
We used to. <laughs> Bluetooth into the mixer. No, I know you used to do it because you did it to me. Yeah. A oh, long we, time ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did I tell you about that? No. I was drunk when you called me. No. I was drunk on the show. <laughs> You're like, hey. Was it like favorite movie of the year or something? No, you asked me. Oscar picks. It was like Oscar predictions. And yeah, I think I forget. I think I said Promising Young Woman or something like that. You but I was faded, I was like, insanely what? drunk. You're like happy streaming that a catchphrase was born. Yeah. (laughs) TM, trademarked. I forgot we called you. That's funny. But to your point, Chris, I think that's right. I think the average layman, if they were shipwrecked on a beach and there was a giant fuselage on the beach, they would say, hey, there's a lot of bodies in the plane still. I I think Jack said it. Here's my canon. Jack said it early on, and everyone else is like, yeah, the fuselage. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, did Jack say it? Oh, then, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're obsessed with Jack. They are. They stand Jack so much. <laughs> Which oh part of God. me is like, they're maybe the writers are like building up his downfall because people are building so much into Jack. Well, he seems uncomfortable with it as a character. Yeah, like he's got like I'm not as cool as you think, and, and especially in his conversation with Rose's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember, the writers originally planned on him dying in the pilot. Uh, which I still think would have been the more I interesting choice. Been, yeah. No offense and to I think, Mr. Shepard. And I think that's why, like, all three episodes, it's been, hey, we're doing a thing. And Kate's like, I'll go. Because Kate was supposed to be the main yeah. leader mm. at first after the Jack character was going to die. Yeah. I think that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love me some Kate. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, there's something in the fuselage. It's 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 rummaging around. And Jack thinks it's Sawyer. And Sawyer's like, I'm here. I'm right here, fucker. <laughs> Next idea. Idiot. I dildo. I'm right behind you. And, uh, <laughs> and, What's up, vibrator? I'm right here, man. <laughs> and Jack's got this, like, tiny flashlight. And Sawyer's got this giant one. I just thought that was funny. Symbolism. He's got, he's got like, a little, <laughs> he's got, like, the, the doctor flashlight. It's a metaphor. Metaphor. And then uh, Sawyer's how big like, their brains are. I'm going to shed some light on this thing. And flashes his flashlight on it and then they notice it's like a scary monster looking thing and they go run run it's like it reminded me of Sandlot where like all the kids are like (laughs) sneaking up it's the beast (laughs) turns out it's just a pack of boar and uh, John Locke loves boars because he seems so happy about it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, everyone's mm-hmm. running away and they cut to John Locke and he's like licking his lips. Like, mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. I no, love did you, boar. Did you uh, see Hurley say, oh, crud, now what? Yeah, oh, crud, now what? <laughs> that was so funny. Network TV, but I'm upset. <laughs> but Hurley's always there to say exactly what a normal what? person would yeah. say. Oh, come on. It's not bad <laughs> enough that the jungle's haunted. Oh, right. crud. There's boar in the fuselage? Shit. Damn it. That's where that's where the B-O-D-Y-S's are. By the way, uh, a listener wrote in with trying to collect all of our band name ideas. Oh, yeah. I've got like five from this episode alone. Oh. Oh, yeah? I want to add another one just now. You got to spit them out. Bore in the Fuselage? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bore in the Fuselage. It's a fire band name. <laughs> add it that's to the Google good. Doc. <laughs> Holy. Like you could. It's like one of those emo bands, though, for sure. Born in the Fuselage. Tonight will be the night that I'm. Oh, I thought Born in the Fuselage would be like a metal band. No. It's like a. Born in the Fuselage. Crud. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> and so. Like new metal. <laughs> like <Yes>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess Charlie got hurt during the boar escapade. When did Charlie get hurt? Because he's like getting kind of patched up. Oh, he's got yeah. a like they, on his side. They show a quick shot of him falling over, oh. and it's implied that the boar kind of knocked Charlie him said, down. Oh, oh. oh. We well, everybody. 
and then Jack's like, I guess so. In my, I think I've, t- I don't know if I've talked to you guys specifically. I know I was talking about this on the fireside chat we just did, but in my head canon, every time I see a new character in the background or on the beach sometime, I can only picture them kind of like existing and then looking over and going, is, is that the basis from drive shaft yeah. <laughs> and so, so maybe the boars were like oh my god it's charlie from drive shaft <laughs> they went to go get their that's a why sharpie. they got him yeah right guys 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 i gored him <laughs> i gored him with my horn <laughs> this is just blood right here it's his blood oh my god i'm oh my never god. washing it never never, <laughs> I'm never ever watching i'm never it. washing this tusk <laughs> we saw a new lady in the background today she had like a crop top on i was like who's that she was like helping gather wood. I guess that's going to happen a lot. So you're going to yeah. yellow jacket yeah. it. Uh, but Jack's like, we got to get rid of the bodies, right? And which I would have thought somebody would have thought of by now. There's got to be a stanking after four days. I mean, okay, so it is four days. I was going to ask how long we think yeah. we've been out yeah. there. Yeah, it's been four days. Jack says okay. four days at some point. Is every episode a day? N- no. Okay. No. No. Just, er- just no. early on when we're kind of like getting acclimated to the island, I think is the most like sequential a day is. But okay. as the season progresses, I think there's like stretches of a couple days. You mm-hmm. know? Okay. Uh, and then this, this interaction made me chuckle because Kate's like, oh, they're people. And it's the first time we've seen Jack kind of like this episode, he's worn out. And he's like, I know, Kate. Like, he's just like kind of over it i don't know it was pretty like rude it was funny i, I chuckled yeah like i think he he's like yeah i know but also i know they're people oh they're like it oh they're people you think is that you know <laughs> that's the vibe i got from jack yeah um i i, I completely agree with jack on this one because everyone's like I, I get where people are coming from like that's you know that's not their wish it's like okay cool their wishes went out the window when the plane crashed and we can't bury them anywhere yeah. and there's boars in here and it's stanking and there's going to be disease and shit. Well, oh. he makes the point of like, you know, they're dead and we're alive, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, well, <laughs> we're in a, I think in my notes I was, I forget who came over and said there's no more food, but I was like, eat the people. <laughs> Get them all out. You can watch it too much Yellow Jackets. I have. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of food. Um, Do you think since they're basically in like a hot box, like slow roast oven throughout oh, the day, the that, it, that it smells quite nice? Maybe like a Jackie bonfire from Yellow Jackets mm, did? The mm. fuselage. What is it? Fuselage. Fuselage. Fuse. mute. <laughs> My mom's a speech pathologist. I should know how to speak. <laughs> The fuselage microwave. Ooh, <laughs> is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I like That's that. That's a good band name, too. Yeah. My, a lot of fuselage good band names, because I wrote down fuselage in the sun was my first band name idea. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the vibe. It's just like a Weezer. It's not, uh, kind of a cold play, I would think, probably. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, Kate and Jack are kind of disagreeing and but Saeed's I, but, mad too yeah but I also kind of agree with Jack oh he's 100% right it's the practical outlook you yeah. know and Saeed's worried about their religion and uh, he's like well we can't bury them because the animals are just going to dig them up and eat them that doesn't solve anything he's 100% correct mm-hmm. um, we don't and have what time if, to sort out everybody's god and what if those people wanted to be cremated Ooh, um, exactly. I'm just saying. What if they wanted to be eaten by boar? That was in their will. We don't oh, know. Well, if that well, was also, if that was in their will, then yeah, like here, little piggies. Hmm? They could oh. have ended up in the water, and you wouldn't have been able to do anything about that. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. But real quick, when they were fixing up Charlie, was that his that actor's Lord of the Rings tattoo? I didn't on his see arm? it. I didn't. Oh, see it. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention because I I know that uh, the actors that starred in Lord of the Rings all got elvish. Yeah. Tattoos. I think that's what it was. On did it arm. look like cursive with dots? Yes, it did. It's probably Elvis. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. 
And they didn't hide it at all, so I think it showed up again. Melon. Okay, so Charlie's tattoo. Melon? Melons. <laughs> Charlie's tattoo is a, a phrase. It's it's not the Lord of the Rings tattoo, but it's oh. a phrase that says, living is easy with eyes closed. Misunderstanding all you see. Talking about uh, Heidi, the dog. Blind Heidi. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's written in, uh, what's that Avatar font? <sighs> Papyrus? Papyrus. It looks like it's written in papyrus. I know what you did. I know what you did. Uh, and then after this point, he says, all right, everybody, tomorrow we're going to gather a bunch of wood. We're going to burn all these bodies. That's how we're going to do it. And I want to do it at night. And somebody, Charlie, I think, comments, if he's in such a hurry, why doesn't he burn him during the day? He's hoping somebody will see it. So he wants to create like a signal fire. Yeah. Uh, That's what they call two birds. Mm-hmm. One, one stone. One fire. One fuselage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to Saeed and Kate are talking. Uh, he still doesn't agree with Jack's plan, and he's making something instead of collecting wood. She's like, oh, you don't want to collect wood? What are you doing? And he's like, huh, Legos? Because fuck that wood collecting job. <laughs> he's trying to make My a- talents can be served better elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done with this thing. He- <laughs> Stupid, sexy Saeed. He's trying to make an antenna to better get that French lady signal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he he's- thinks there's a power source. Gotta there be. that they could probably take advantage of and probably use for their own transceiver. Also, there's a French woman somewhere. <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a big, strong man <laughs> to come and save me. Oh, lady. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. I am not picky. <laughs> <laughs> and Walt wants to go see Mr. Locke, but Michael says no. Even after that great thing Locke did for him. Still being kind of a dick. I get it though. You got to be protective of your kid. Yeah. Uh, At least Mr. Locke talks to you. Yeah, me. you suck. <laughs> what am uh, I doing right now, boy? <laughs> talking, talking trash. To you. I only talk to you and son. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go talk to Mr. Locke and read my Spanish comic books. I'm That's going, it. I'm going through a phase now where yeah. I hang out with dudes and play backgammon. Yeah, I'm super good at books. backgammon. <laughs> Uh, and then Hurley is fighting with Sawyer and Boone. He's over there trying to break it up. He's like, knock it off. Stop. <laughs> he's spraying him with water. And then uh, Sawyer <laughs> says something I haven't heard in a long time. He calls Boone a metro. Stay out of this metro, which I believe is in reference to metrosexual. Yes. Which is a, a word that lived and died between 2002 and 2007. Yes. <laughs> okay, I interpreted that completely different. I did, like I, city boy? Yeah. You're a hundred percent. I think you're a hundred percent right, right, Chris. My mom I, that, used to I'm, call me a metrosexual. My mind is so removed from that word. My All I can think of is like, bus. Yeah. Bus. <laughs> Why is he calling Boone a bus? So metrosexual was a term, Madison, that was like somebody who was overly concerned with their appearance oh. and feminine, but was not mm. bisexual or homosexual or anything like that. I see. Um, my mom was wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, I think that's what he was calling Boone. Interesting. Uh, what but, a time. But he's they're fighting because Sawyer has peanuts and Hurley wants dim nuts. <laughs> yep. And Again, Hurley is the audience surrog- surrogate. Yeah, want them nuts. We also want them nuts. Exactly. Yeah, we do. That Sawyer has. And they're like, hey, you just Stupid, eat all the other food, Sawyer. Hurley. <laughs> and he's like, we ate all the food. And everybody starts. <laughs> I love how all the like background actors in that scene. <gasps> Well, it's really like. Oh, did he say we're out of food? Is that what he said? It's really understated. Are like, we out of food? Like somebody's just like, oh no, dying. 
Oh no! <laughs> oh no! We're out of food. The Australian lady. Oh, no! Oh, no! No! Uh, and so, yeah, so how are we going to get sustenance? And then Locke th- throws a knife into the chair right next to Sawyer. We, we hunt. We hunt it. Oh, those boars out there were about 150 pounds. That means somewhere out there is a mother, a 250-pound rat with scimitar-like tusks and a surly disposition. We got to flank one of the piglets. <laughs> Dude, this is one of the best <laughs> moments of my fucking life. That was so good. If that was a great moment for you imagine how Locke had to have felt like I just okay A nailed the knife throw that's the first time I've thrown a knife (laughs) (laughs) didn't actually hurt anybody went great holy shit hopefully I remember all the facts I remember from my Nat Geo watching about (laughs) Razorback pigs yes (laughs) it's watched Planet Earth so many times which I don't blame him I did too I did too Planet Earth's amazing Uh, (laughs) and John Locke throws a knife I love how uh, Jack is like well Mr. Locke you're either a very good shot or a very poor one. <laughs> Trying to kill Sawyer. Yeah. And then he's got a whole case full of knives. And everybody's like, who is this guy? Yeah. Just a nerd who was going on a, a Aboriginal walkabout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get our first flashback. Meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the place John Locke works at. <laughs> it's Colonel Locke. And this is so weird. I don't even think I understand after watching the entire thing. He's called Colonel Locke. He seems to have, like, at first I was like, is he a fucking secret agent? That's what I thought. He's getting a call, and he's like, we are go. Is this confidential line? All that stuff, right? But then he's at this office job with fucking TPS reports, which I didn't think were a real thing. I thought that was just something made up for the movie Office Space. But (laughs) TPS reports are apparently a real office thing. Mm. Um, And then all of a sudden, as the episode progresses, you're like, he's not a real colonel because the boss, Randy, fucking Randy, looked him up. He's never been in the armed forces. Why do people call you colonel? I, I'm a dick to you for no reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's busting his balls, being an asshole. So it's interesting. Like, he is he completely like a delusional dork that's just like, call me colonel. And they're like, why? And he's like, cuz. That's basically what it is. I yeah. go to KFC a lot. Mm-hmm. He loves KFC. He plays this little army game with his buddy on his lunch breaks. Yeah. yeah. Leave him alone. He's just playing. Which is weird. It's like risk looking, but then it's just actual like little army, army, army toys. Yeah. So they just made that game up. I guess. Because that's not a real board game. But I do love how they kind of frame it because, you know, you got this like close up and he's like, got, got yeah. the phone call like, hello, Colonel. Oh, we're rendezvous at thirteen hundred hours, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it makes you think but that of, was all oh, the rendezvous was his work buddy. Yeah, he calls yeah. him Colonel because of the game. Yeah, oh, and he asks if it he's was just me. He's just a nerd. Yeah, he's a hundred percent a nerd. And I think he asked, "Is this a secure channel?" He looked around to make sure, like, "Oh, am I allowed to take a personal call right now?" Yeah, I am. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. The, the rendezvous was the lunch break game yes. sesh. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that Randy, his his boss, I assume. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the word metrosexual living and dying between 2002 and 2007. Mm-hmm. I think Randy's whole look, his hair, and whatever he's his using attitude. his facial hair also lived and died between the years of 2002 and 2007. Yeah. Because I'm like, that dude shouldn't be uh, giving anybody any shit with that going on. No, because what did he have? <laughs> he had like the mustache with the... the Soul like, patch? Yeah, and then his hair was kind of like, not bowl cutty, but I don't know. You know what uh, Randy's last name is? Uh, I'm going to say, no, I don't know. Colonel. Nations. Ew. The character's name is Randy Nations. Randy Nations. But yeah, this is is Randy's look. He's got like a gross Ah! looking mop top. (gasps) 
like <gasps> thing. And then he's got like a Van Dyke. He's got long sideburns. It's giving Limp Biscuit. It's giving Woodstock 99. Mm. Woodstock 99. Mm-hmm. What a year. What yeah. a year. Randy, sit down. Yeah, that doofus should not be giving anybody any guff, let alone a poor dude just in a wheelchair. Guy literally not bothering he's, you at all, he's dude. He's not bothering anybody. He's just playing his little game like, with his friends. Like there's work. no chance I don't quit that job immediately if oh, somebody talks Randy to me on my lunch break has at all. A tiny <laughs> flashlight. He does. Oh, he definitely has For a sure. tiny flashlight. Very tiny flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. He's, can't even, can't even shine a light on it. He's not shedding light on shit. No. <laughs> but back in the present day, Jack and Kate are chatting about the boar hunting. Uh, and he's like, why do you, he's, he gives a nice Joseph Conrad reference. He's like, why are you always har- hiking into the heart of darkness every time somebody wants to go out there? Why is that always you? She's like, I like to party. And <laughs> I was supposed to be the main character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also she wants to plant Saeed's antenna. And that's mm-hmm. not a euphemism. It's an actual <laughs> plot. And Stupid, any- sexy Saeed. <laughs> I forget. Was that like a secret thing? Like, did Saeed not want I other people to For know? For some reason, they didn't discuss it with uh, Fearless Leader Jack. But I mean. Well, I think Saeed specifically didn't want to discuss it with Fearless Leader Jack because he didn't want to like. He's get, mad at him about the burning of the body. He's mad at him. Mm. And he didn't want to be like, why aren't you building the bonfire? I'm doing something better. Yeah. I'm it's actually a, being proactive. This is a 10,000 piece. <laughs> These hands don't do manual labor, okay? Mm, no. They I, play with electronics. I tinker. I'm a tinkerer, <laughs> which I get. Taylor Soldier's Spy. Uh, and then uh, they're talking about Locke. Like anyone with a, who packs a suitcase full of knives is a little sus, right? Uh, we find out also she's a vegetarian. So, huh. Mm-hmm. I missed that. She's not even going to eat the bar. The, uh, the, the bar. The bar. The bar. The bar. The bar. Barbage star. Eating a bar. Kate's a vegetarian? She says yeah. that uh, something about when they're talking about the boar. She's like, well, I'm a vegetarian. So I completely missed yeah, that. So, she, so she's not in going on the mission for the boar because she's no. a vegetarian. She's doing it for this specific wow. uh, antenna reason. She's a vegetarian criminal. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought Jack was overtly rude to Kate in this because Kate kind of does a little flirty flirt with him where she's like, oh, if I didn't know any better, I thought you worried about me, Jack. Just like, well, if I didn't know any better, I think you don't like being in one place long, Kate. Yeah, I think you got issues. You ever get a therapist? (laughs) (laughs) He's grumpy. He's he's weary of everybody relying on him all the time. And I think this is because he had to murder a man. Uh, last week, <laughs> well, last night, probably. Yeah. If this is the, the same everybody's way. all happy again and shit. And he's like, "Hello, you guys know what I had to do?" <laughs> yeah. Everyone's all mad at Jack for like, "Why don't you respect the bodies?" I had to kill a man. Yeah. I had to slit his jugular, and then the dog still kept me up all night. I haven't had good sleep. Leave me alone. I had to, I had to pinch off his aorta and and tie it in a boat. I don't know what doctors do. Yeah. <laughs> had to give it the old Wingardium knot. He had to do a. He had to pull a Doctor Kevorkian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to squeeze the lymph nodes like two grapes. That kills him instantly. I don't know. Does it? <laughs> Is Doctor Kevorkian too dated a reference, Madison? I'm sorry. Do you know about know. Mr. No. Kevorkian? No. I took his doctorate away. Oh, you did. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> he is a doctor uh, from the 90s. Yeah. That was legendary for uh, euthanizing dozens of patients, and he got mm. caught for that. And it was like a. He was pro euthanasia, and people were mad at him. For that, and which I thought was weird because why would anyone be against the youth in Asia? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make the same joke. I was, like, was going to say, what's wrong with this kids didn't do anything? Uh, so, yeah, then we cut to uh, a little bit of Michael um, and Walt. And he hits Walt with the I said so. Classic parenting mistake, but it's hard not to pull out, you know. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I said so. That's why. Yeah. 
So he's not wrong. And then Michael asks son if she can watch Walt while he's gone. But again, there's a, I do think that you guys are correct that I think it was Madison that said that son and Jen most likely speak English and they're just kind of playing it coy. Yeah. I think that's probably the case. Uh, but she's still keeping that facade up and, uh, Ooh, fuselage facade is another good band. Mm. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, facade fuselage. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say, you can't say it. Fuselage. The F word. Or home. does it start with the F? Yes. Yeah, it with an F. Okay. Is that what, like a PH? <laughs> <laughs> I think fuselage malamute should be your like pre no. recording test. <laughs> fuselage malamute. <laughs> fuselage malamute. Yes. You nailed uh. it. But this is a really cute scene because remember, Michael saw her naked. They've had some like cute ish tension a couple of times already in, in the four episodes that we've seen. So he goes straight to her. Uh, but he's kind of like, I don't know, I, I was reading like a little bit of like b- boyish nervousness in his, mm. but also like well, the way hilarious he, attempt to communicate. The way yeah. he physically communicates the word hunt makes me laugh so hard. Like, I'm going on a hunt. Uh-huh. <laughs> with my fists. He's not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then he like taps Walt's head with my son my here. My boy. <laughs> you got it though? Uh, but then when he walks away, she says something in Korean to Walt. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I only speak Spanish and English. And I can only read Spanish in pictures. Uh, <laughs> and we cut to Claire and Jack. Um, Claire wants Jack to, to kind of lead the memorial service, bef- lead a memorial service before they... Uh, light the fuselage on fire yeah. to, to like memorialize the the people who died and whose bodies are still in there. And she has found like wedding plans for a couple, Steve and Kristen, who are sitting. Don't uh, know their last her. names. No, it doesn't know their last name, but they were very much in love. Uh, and <laughs> she she would she was she's asking Jack because Jack has like a leadership role amongst the group, and Jack's like, it's not my thing. <sighs> nah, fam. No. Nah. Ah, honoring people is not really my ah, thing. But I, if you're honoring me. That'd be different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can we have like a, we could take all this wood instead of burning the fuselage. We could build a memorial to me. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. I just thought maybe. With a huge flashlight. Who wants to huge. step up and maybe say a couple of nice things about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling pretty down. So I'm sorry. I, I, I stuttered and stumbled so much at the beginning of the scene because I had the note, what is she wearing? And I was oh. so confused because I was thinking, that's not my fucking business. You know what I mean? Like. The woman can wear whatever she wants. But I was talking about that pendant that she has. Oh, has that been discussed? Is it some kind of aboriginal thing maybe? Or because it's like it was very prominent in this scene. It's like a red, like yellow jackets like figure Mm. and lost being the way that it is. I was wondering if it had any meaning of any kind um, and just wanted to shout that out. She's wearing a very interesting necklace because I'm not entirely sure. Mm, well, you don't yeah. want to, don't spoil yourself if it is Well, no, thing. I'm just looking at the photo of it. Is that what it was? Yeah, yes, like a, that's it. A, a wooden symbol on a black string. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing, Steve, it's nothing. I'm, so it's I'm, the I Chinese. I can either confirm nor deny. Mm. This is a photo on uh, Google and it says it's the Chinese symbol for love. Ah, okay. So, yeah. It there could be go. wrong, 
I don't know what source this is, but I love love. <laughs> yeah, we love love. I mean, in the mid two thousands, it was popular for people to get yes. random Chinese symbols on their shoulders, like it's the symbol for uh, love and it prosperity. And it it's wasn't. Like, it's like dick butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dick butt. Booty cheeks. Booty <laughs> cheeks. Much like the traffic. Yes. Um, so yeah, he, he turns down the invitation to lead the memorial and she says, maybe I'll do it. Uh, Boone sees, uh, who I kept recalling, I kept calling, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. The dead husband lady. Uh, <laughs> I found out her name's Rose at the end of this. Yes. Um, and then he, he, he runs by shit. I think we've known Rose's name since Probably. the first episode. I think we have. <laughs> There's a lot but going she, on. But she was only in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. She has that flashback with Jack on the plane. I think yeah. she 23A introduces herself. Yeah. Uh, and he talks to Shannon. She's like doing a crossword, uh, calls him Captain America just because he cares about another person. But not enough to actually do anything. No, no, that's <laughs> that's fair. And then the the ocean's not going to take your gold card, Shannon, because she's like, there's plenty of fish over there. I'm on that app all the time. It's easy for me to use because uh, she's confident she can get fish out of the They've ocean. They've got Uber Eats here. Yeah. Da. Da. <laughs> Uh, and then Locke is talking about, we cut to Locke talking about how boars dig because they're on the hunt and how they, they, they rub they, their tusks on wood. They rooted a tree. Yeah. They're close by. They're, that means they're, they're on the case. I've watched this documentary a bunch of times. Uh, Shannon finds Charlie doing heroin, but doesn't notice that he's doing heroin and ask him if he'd like to take a walk. And he's like, I absolutely would. With you? <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Do you know anything about fishing? He's like, I'm a fishing fiend. I'm, I'm from, from England. England. It's an island. <laughs> <laughs> that made me chuckle. I love when she's like, can I ask you something? Is ah, you know, I knew this was going to happen. Yes, yes, I am the bass guitarist of Drive. Can you fish? We all, everybody. We are. I fish, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I thought this was so funny. Steve made it much more poignant. But the guy using the wheelchair as a wheelbarrow. Uh, he's got like seven sticks in there. It's like, can we, somebody fucking yell at that guy. What are you doing, man? I feel like it's more trouble to push a wheelchair yeah. through sand yeah. than carry the six sticks in your hand. Are you tuckered out, buddy? <laughs> Why don't you sit in that thing? You're, you're not helping. You're just trying to look busy so you get some of this he board. Like, he, like is, he dumps the sticks out of the chair. Yeah. Like, oh, Long day, right, guys? He takes them out one at a time <laughs> off the wheelchair. He's doing the bare minimum to get a hunk of boar. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Uh, and then Boone asks Jack, and I, I really hated this scene, and maybe it's for a purpose. But, yeah, Boone goes and asks Jack about the day. And this is right after Claire asked him to run the memorial. And he's already spearheading burning all the dead bodies. And he had to murder the marshal the night before. He saved at least three of them medically. Mm -hmm. and, and now they're like, hey, Jack. Uh, Boone's like, remember dead husband lady? And he's like, I don't think that's her name. But, yeah, sure, go on. Will you talk to her? She seems sad. And he's like, why? Why me? Well, you saved her life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and in some cultures, that means you're responsible for her now, <laughs> which is true. And I guess that's what he was saying. I don't want to do it, <laughs> like, but what? I know like you and I met because you were trying to save her and I got you all them pens. Yeah. Also, I need some of them back. This is 20, <laughs> this is 20 years before anybody you say this this way, but you're you're giving main character energy and I feel like you should talk to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then she's all the way over there and I don't want to walk over there. <laughs> Also, this is five. Here's the real reason, Jack. Can I level with you? This is five. No, seven or eight years after the smash hit Titanic. Her name's Rose. Your name's Jack. I really feel like you guys should link up. Yeah, that's true. I made that connection as well. And I was like, that's what a coincidence. That I don't is. know that it is. Maybe. 
I don't know if it was on purpose, but it's it's funny. Ah, there's a wreckage. I don't know. Ooh. She had a husband. Rose had a fiance. Chris, that was and the, the necklace. Is the very- necklace. Oh. Oh. The baby. The, the heart baby. of the ocean. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices. The path forward is not always clear. Like you never know. Sometimes I used to sell cars for a living and I hated that job, but I made good money. I was able to buy a house. I was gone from my family all the time. I would podcast whenever I could. I didn't get to see many movies. I worked every Thursday night. It was terrible, but I was like, I got to do this. I got stuck in the middle-class grind where I was like, hey, this is what's right for my family. Me to be miserable. We feel like we're stuck. We don't know what to do. So whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, sometimes in a relationship or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And like I said, I had to have a lot of practice and it was talking through that stuff with someone else that helped me. And that's why you could find a therapist using BetterHelp that meshes with your values and the way that you see life in that perspective, and they can talk you through in a way that you find valuable and that you understand. So you can do it entirely online, get matched with a therapist like this that you enjoy, that you find value in. And if you find that it's not working, you can switch at any time. It's extremely easy to switch it. So just think about that. Think about how close you are to finding a therapist to better your entire life. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. Jack goes to talk to Rose and I, in my notes, Rose and Jack, and he tries his best to like reach her, you know, Hey, it's me from seat 23A. I told you everything was going to be fine. And she completely ignores him. He's like, all right, well, let's just sit then. And then it cuts to uh, uh, Michael talking about how Walt is dealing much better than he is because they're on the hunt. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kate and Michael start to bond a little bit, but then locks like another board score. A boar scored tree. <laughs> a boar score. And boar score and two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but then the boar charges them and Locke like saves Kate and he's like, sorry, Michael. Uh, well, like he's trying to give them like hand signals like he's in the military, like you do a perimeter. But he's not actually whispering, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is an yeah. audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> Flank east, I'm going to take south. Yeah. Kate, you go up the middle. And then Michael's like. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so the board charges Michael. But yeah, Locke, you know, brings Kate out of the way. <laughs> the, the board gets Michael good. Yeah, he gets gored. But the board gored him. He were looking at the board score, but then the board gored Michael. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he's hurt bad. That's what, that's what Kate says. Ah, it's not good. The board score gave gore guff. Yeah. Rough guff. Yeah. Yes. In the fuselage. And and Locks just thank you. You said that really well. I know. Thank you. And Locks. So <laughs> he's just laying there staring at his foot. And again, at this point, I, I don't know why. We get another flashback. Uh, and it's Locke playing what looks like Risk, but with army action figures. Not action figures, but they're the little figurines, the green men. Little plastic from Toy boys. Story. You've got to move, Colonel. Yeah. They're in the break room during lunch, and fucking Randy comes in. Giving them shit. What are you doing, nerds? Enjoying your lunch break? Yeah. Like, yeah. Shift leader Randy. Well, Locke's, fuck out of here. Locke's friend was like super excited because Locke's like, hey, buddy. What was his friend's name? I didn't write his friend's name. I don't know if he had a name. I don't know. But he's I like, hey, guess what, buddy of mine? 
I'm doing it. I'm finally doing it. I'm going on the walkabout. The thing I've been talking about. He's like, wow, man, that's great. Have you told Helen yet? Dream journeys of the Australian Outback. One derived strength from the earth. I'm doing it. And then, yeah, Randy comes in and he's like, A, uh, you get a girlfriend? Ew. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah, cooties. What sucker did you con into being in a relationship with you? B, you can't go on a walkabout. You suck. <laughs> well, yeah, he's thinking you can't even walk. Right now we yeah. know. Yeah, but in the context but, of a scene he, that you don't know, that's what right. he's talking about. He just yeah. he's just kind of implying like, oh, you're a you're a desk jockey nerd that like plays D and D on his breaks. You can't go on a walkabout. You're not a real man. Norman Croucher. Yeah. What? Like, Norman Croucher. Who? He's a guy who climbed Mount Everest. Double amputee. Had <sighs> no legs. It was his destiny. That's why. And and then of course Randy's like, well, you can't go on a walkabout, and we get John Locke's iconic. Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't tell me what I cannot do. Mm-hmm. Just don't tell me what I can't do. So ah. Back in the present, after the, the the boar charge, he snaps out of it and he says, I'm fine, Helen. He calls Kate Helen. And she's like, she takes the time to be like, that's not my name. That's not my name. It's <laughs> uh, a good song. And uh, <laughs> Was it the, what's the name of that band? Mm. The Ting. Ting Tings? Ting Tings? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Nice throwback. <laughs> I'm going to get that boar. And she's like, you're definitely not. You can't do that. <laughs> he said, Don't tell me what I can't Don't do. Tell me what I can't I was do. Just telling Randy that in my flashback. No, but we have another toe wiggle. We do. A little toe like, wiggle. Oh. Oh. You think he's like losing feeling or that's like symbolism of how it's reminding him of how he used to be able to not do I things. I think it's reminding him. I think it's, he's like, he's scared to try to move just in case he can't do it anymore. Like he lost the ability. So yeah. he's like really worried. Like, Oh, did I fall and I can't do it anymore? Oh, good. I'm good. He's, wor- he's worried. He's going to wake up still on the fine plane. Yeah. What? So, mm. so you guys in the moment, you guys don't have the reveal at this point yet. What do you think is happening when he's looking at his toe? wiggling and laying there I thought he got ground. hurt somehow in the fall at first and then after a while I'm like I don't get it I don't know what's going on I really didn't there's something wrong with his shoe I, I know that there was like the it was called walkabout he was talking about all the things he could do he brought up a disabled person climbing Mount Everest right and so I'm thinking something about him we don't know he maybe he's got like a a, a a prosthetic leg or something you know that's what I'm at I mentally truly I was like okay I know this is a hint of some sorts but I have no, nothing going on I have no idea what it could be pointing to Madison's just thinking nice shoe I just was like toe was wiggle. that a Marshall just her hiking what? boots sure <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to uh, Hugh Hurley <laughs> Huey Hurley and Charlie are fishing yay not this well fun. this makes me so happy because I they got like See, a broken piece of fuselage there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seeing Charlie and Hurley like spearfishing really. It was it, nice. It, it was nice. It was Yeah, nice. we need more Charlie Hurley. They yeah. were having such a good time. They all, everybody. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but did I, you do that on purpose? What? They all, everybody? Okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, Hurley's trying to spear the fish and I love how Hurley gets like so mad. He's like slapping the water, but the spear's like, son of a bitch, motherfucker. And then Charlie goes, can I have a try? And he goes, yeah, sure, knock yourself out. He's like, he's like not bothered. He's not actually mad, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he jumps all the way into the water. But Charlie's trying to learn to impress Shannon. Yes. Yeah. I want to give her a fish, mm-hmm. which is funny because, you know, you give a man, a, you give Shannon a fish, she'll eat for a day. But, she, but if you teach Shannon to fish, that's right. She'll eat forever. That's right. Or at least until she dies. But before you can teach Shannon how to fish, you have to also teach Charlie how to fish. That's so true. That he can teach Shannon how to fish. Yes. But Locke's not there to teach him because he's watched a lot of fishing shows. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he probably played those little handheld games you could get, like bass fishing. 
No, the oh, ones that, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The ones at the arcade where it's like you're holding a pole and oh, you're actually. Oh, have a reel. They yeah. have a reel, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's, we need somebody that, probably Walt. He'd be a master. Oh, yeah. Walt, Walt. He's a bass master. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like big video bass games that would have been out during that time. Like big like survival games. Would Tomb Raider have been? Tomb Raider, yeah. yeah. It was from the, the 90s. The yeah. PS1 ones, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Angelina Jolie's Far- movies were out already. Yeah. Yeah, for sure they were. Uh, Far Cry? They probably watched that on the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> God, I want to watch that again. Um. So yeah, they're 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 fishing not well. We cut to Claire who gives Saeed an envelope with his name on it. It's like, yeah, I found this, uh, and he really has to get a, um, a manicure. He's got some really long nails. Maybe he likes them that way. It's none of my business. But uh, there's a woman, a picture of a yeah. woman in the envelope. Probably his wife. We don't know. After Boone and Shannon, it might be his sister. I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused now. Nothing's off the table. Yeah. Uh, and Jack and Rose are still sitting there enjoying the sunset, sunrise, maybe midday. It's <laughs> I, I don't know which one's which. I and, can't tell the difference between sunrises and sunsets. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And she's talk, she finally speaks. Bernard's fingers swell. And it, he immediately come, goes in the doctor mode. It's from the altitude. He'll be fine. Well, he's dead. But <laughs> <laughs> Rose is like, well, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. And see, so she says, you don't have to keep your promise. And he's like, what? And it's a really tender moment. Because she's like, well, you said you'd keep me company while my husband to my husband gets back from the bathroom. And I release you from that. You have a nice way about you, Jack. A good soul. You're giving main character. And he's like, why does everybody keep saying that? <laughs> uh, it's probably why you became a doctor. And he's like, not why. Kind of got suckered into it. Family business. He, he starts talking like pain. Out of nowhere, he's like, I was born into it. I was it. born into the doctor business. <laughs> Rose. You're, no. <laughs> That's so bad. What the fuck is a fuselage? <laughs> I wish Bane was on this island. Well, uh, maybe he maybe, maybe shows he up. Is. That's true. I haven't seen the show. Maybe he's the dinosaur wild. that's in the, the yeah. That would explain why Everybody Locke's alive. Everybody get off my beat. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for this island. Stay away from my French girl. Uh, I've been trying to draw her for years. I will woo her. That's another Titanic reference. Bane is the French woman. Yes. <laughs> and then we get cut back to Locke on the prowl for the boar and another flashback. It's him on the phone talking about how he told Randy off, which he did not. And um, he's talking to Helen. And she says, after a while, I'm not allowed to meet customers. He's like, oh, mm. what? Customer? I just pay you. Doesn't mean I'm a customer. We're friends. Mm-hmm. They've been talking for eight months. She tells him to find a therapist. And he says, I've got one. Damn it. And she's charging $89.95 an hour, plus tax, I assume, with that kind of figure. That's a um, hefty amount. It's a hefty fee. That's, uh, that's a lot of quiche. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's not going well. That's sad, right? He's that lonely. He just wants to talk to somebody. And he's paying, um, I don't know if it's a sex worker, but I assume. Typically, that she's used to talking about other things than Australian walkabouts, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can't be judgy. Maybe not. But he says he bought two tickets to the walkabout and wants her to come with him. She's And she gets kind of freaked out. She's like, I got to go. Right. I'm going to charge you another 90 bucks if you don't hang up. And I don't have on good conscience. I know. He's like, I don't care about the money. Yeah. It, ju- it just keeps kind of solidifying the fact that pre-island John Locke is kind of the sad, lonely, lonely person. person yeah. that, yes. that is definitely not in control of their own destiny, which is something they crave. Yes. And did you notice that he? So he's sitting on the bed on mm-hmm. the phone. Did you sit? Did you see the machine on the side of his bed? No. 
The machine on the side of his bed is an electromedical nerve stimulation machine to stimulate the muscles in his legs. Trying to get him to walk again. So it's like... If you know, if you don't know what it is, you're probably like whatever. But if you know what that is, yeah, that's that was like a, a sex thing for him and Helen. <laughs> Helen, I got the big giant radio box on the side of the bed. I can <laughs> turn it up to eleven. It shakes the bed. <laughs> it's like you're here. Should I plug the nodes in? Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, you know people who are really nice that we talk to and have a parasocial relationship and might even want to buy a ticket for them to come to Australia on a walkabout with us. Sure. I want to shout out our patrons. Yeah. So big reminder, this week is technically July, but the first week of the month, we still read the previous month's people because Patreon is weird and you can't trust the reporting for the first week of a month. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want people to know if they're like, wait a minute. Uh, So let us thank Chester Copperbot, Stanton Valentino, Svento7, Pills Baby, Jay Scramo, A.K. Ashley Ray, Alan Tomlinson, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Trey Barrera, Conrad, David Malfara, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Crudraj, Jose, Ruben, Cruz, Rodriguez, Alexis Adler, Fuselage, <laughs> Thomas Keep Alexander, going. Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, Aaron Layton, John Collins, Amanda King, Son, Loving, Mortal, Andrew Gray, Jadinklage, Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Rich, and Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Enza. So, I was hopping on Enza. Nice. Thank you all. And we cut to, uh, from the flashback, to Kate limping back with Michael. She's trying to help him walk back to camp. And uh, <laughs> I had a, I giggled because Kate, like, she drops Michael and she starts taking her pants off, moves the belt. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I got to boost the transceiver signal. <laughs> and he's like, all right, <laughs> boost it. But now Where I'm from, we call that something very different. <laughs> We're boosting the transceiver signal. Here I come. She's like, no, 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 no. She's just taking off the knife so she can climb the tree. Which I don't think was necessary. She tightens the belt. She's going to fall off the tree onto a knife. That's safety, my man. What if you got to cut something while you're up there? Hmm? And you come back down and get it. Hmm? I guess that's true. Should have strapped that antenna to her. We found out. I thought she was yeah. going to take her off her belt and like wrap it around the tree and. Like, oh yeah, climb up that <laughs> climb way. With her belt. I was just as lost as Michael temporarily, and then when her answer was, "I got to boost the transceiver signal," I was like, "That's funny." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she starts climbing the tree. She's climbed worse things, she says. And we cut to Locke. He's out still hunting. Back to Kate climbing. Something of a gargantuan-like quality starts coming towards them, I would say. And she, in fear and surprise, drops the antenna. Oh, no. Saeed worked so hard on that. And I like to imagine it hit Michael's stabbed leg. Because he's like, ah! <laughs> or because it's a shovel, right? Like a shovel head. Yeah. Uh, it, like, falls in, like, uh, <laughs> it amputates his leg. It's right in the hole. No! <laughs> ah! What are the odds? <laughs> and then, but Kate's not even worried about him. She's looking out into the forest. And she sees the gargantuan-like quality thing and says, Locke, because it's going straight for him. Mm-hmm. It's coming right for us. Uh, and then we cut to Locke. He's chasing the boar. But then the boar seems to get eaten by something of a gargantuan-like quality. And, <laughs> but then Locke sees the monster. Like it seems yeah. like POV of monster approaches Locke from very high up. And he's looking right at it. What if it's just like an ant? Hello, Mr. John Locke. (laughs) I've been watching you for a long time. Yes. Long time. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> um, meanwhile, back at camp. Uh, <laughs> mine's kind of like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> a little like, bit. Stone Cold Steve Austin was very dehydrated. 
Meanwhile, I'm open up a can of whoop ass. I'm going to drop you on that stack of dimes you call a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and Sawyer is being nice to Claire. It gives her like a wallet or something. Did anybody else know what that was? I think it was a collection uh, of personal items from yeah. people on the plane. I think he had like a journal or something that he had kind of, of ransacked. Hers? Not of hers, but of someone who died in the plane. And hey, this giving is pretty good. Her. Well, remember when he, <laughs> when Jack was kind of looking through the fuselage to find nice. medicine and yes. Sawyer was there, quote unquote, looting. Maybe yes. that's what he was giving to her. Yeah, I think he found someone who had died journal or papers or something and was giving it to Claire because he knows Claire is putting together this memorial. Oh, nice. OK. OK. Yeah. But a nice thing for Sawyer to do. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got layers. He's like a parfait. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loves parfaits. And uh, we cut to, or we pull out, and it's Walt and Vincent and Son hanging out, and she shows him her her leaf toothpaste, which is Very a real clever. thing. There's like roots and stuff that like, yeah, ancient cultures would use to brush their teeth. I, I found out that's Very interesting. Very resourceful. Uh, and then Michael returns with Kate, uh, and he's like, oh, "I'm okay, kid." You know, and I realized in this moment because Sawyer did something. You guys are not going to like this because I know everybody that's seen the show is a huge Sawyer fan. But just the way like, he's got the greasy hair, he's got the facial hair and his general like vibe, vibe, mannerisms. Sawyer is Kid Rock from <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> what? I get it. I get it. Yeah. What's up, Joe Dirte? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's 100. Yeah, that's. So Wait, now I can't accurate. unsee it. Wait. Have you, you seen, seen Joe, Joe Dirt? Dirt? I have. It's a spice peanut. But no, yeah, Kid Rock has a small role in. Joe Dirt, and he's he's basically. Oh, you're not saying okay. You aren't saying that actor is the person that plays. No, I don't think that's Kid Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I thought you were saying that Josh Holloway played Kid Rock in Joe Dirt, but no, Kid Rock played Kid Rock in Joe Dirt. Correct. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh, (laughs) he could have though. Yeah, he's the character. He reminds me of of. Kid Rock from Joe Dirt. I'm also picking up that Sawyer has a thing for Kate. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's trying to flirt with her the moment she gets back into. That's camp his way of flirting. Yeah. Because you know? what does he say? What's up, freckles. Like, What's up, freckles? What's up, girl? Trying you down to clown? You DTF? Hey, did you boost that signal yet? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Heard you were boosting signals. I got something you can boost. Yeah, but she's not super into it. <laughs> yeah, These. She, she's she's not into his his his. Uh, That's Sawyer, not me. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's not into it. Uh, did she tell Jack that uh, Locke's gone or somebody asked where's think, Locke? He uh, said, where's Mr. Locke? Or no, it's Walt. Oh, Walt does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's just like a, oh, mm, I don't know. Your buddy probably did. We didn't possibly see a T-Rex get him. <sighs> but life m- might find a way and they just walk off. Uh, and then Boone. I love every time you transition to these two because it always goes. And then Boone. Boone. <laughs> Boone. That's, I mean, that's very, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's a county where I'm from. I know. Boone County. That's how you say it around here is Boone County. Boone County. Uh, The bald guy never came back is what he tells Shannon. She's like, they never got food. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're fucking terrible. Right. But then Charlie comes up. He caught a fish, slaps it right in her chest. Like, here you go. But (laughs) there's a lot of work to be done to be able to eat that fish. Uh, And then Boone's like, oh, buddy, she is using you. And she's like. Arguing with Boone, she's ignoring she Charlie completely ignores now. Ignores him, yeah. And yeah. Charlie looks like a real sad boy. Yeah, he's like, dang it, he's been taken advantage of. I'm a bass guitarist for Drive Shaft. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, he found a friend in Hurley to make that adventure worth it. And yeah. she took his fish after he worked on it all day. That was a that was a 
big fish too. That was, was a good haul. Real big fish. Yeah, really. Like there was that's saxophone. a new band name I could use. <laughs> <laughs> you caught up pretty quick there, Steve. You're a fast one. You're a sharp boy. I like I, I like real big fish. I bet you do. You little scholar loving mother. Did you ever see the? Uh, the the Taylor Swift is it? Uh, oh, it's Taylor oh. Swift antihero mixed with real big fish. It fucking slaps, man. No. I have to pull that up for you after record. It's amazing. Uh, but did you see Fallout Boy redid the REMs? We didn't yeah. start the fire, and yeah, yeah, that was good. Or is it? We didn't start the fire. I thought it was it's, end of the world as we know it. Anyway, it's really neat. The it, Fallout Boy version. The we didn't start the fire. It was yeah. always, and then it does goes to the all like the. Because the big thing uh, was they uh, rewrote uh, the uh, lyrics of yeah. the of the headlines that they spout out. Yeah, it was really neat. It was good. I think Stranger Things is in that that uh, probably when the pop culture stuff. Stranger Things. It is. Yeah. That's my favorite part. And then Jack's telling Rose, "Hey, Rose, we're gonna set Bernard on fire," and she's like, "Oh, okay." He was in the town. I'd like to see that. And but then at some point. She's like, doctor, my husband is not dead. And he's like, mm, but he was in the tail part of the plane. Ah, I'm pretty sure he's super dead. And they're, and she said, well, they're probably thinking the same thing about us. Meaning that the tail people are somewhere thinking about the fuselage people. That's what <gasps> her opinion is. Mm. And then Jack sees a very dapper man in a suit dressed for memorial. Hanging oh. out in the trees. Like, I just oh, I, I didn't even make the connection he was wearing a suit for a memorial. I just thought, oh, there's a dude in a suit. It's hundred percent supposed to be a, a like a hallucination in a suit, but I like to think it was one of the people like, I found a suit. <laughs> Jack! For the memorial! <laughs> for the memorial! I went through the luggage. <laughs> Do I look good? Yeah. It's actually not even wrinkled. Uh but I remember packed this knew what they were doing. But I have to wear these K-Swiss. I can't find any Kohans. Um <laughs> And then it cuts to Kate, who b- broke Saeed's antenna, trying to tell Saeed. And she's kind of in there. She he worked on thinking. I don't. I think she was rude. She did not deliver this well because he worked no. on that for something no other man on the planet could do. He did it. He worked on it all day instead of gathering wood. And she's like, should have gotten the warranty. <laughs> Build another one, bitch. <laughs> hey, Does she like throw it at him? Funny or, like, electron. Just yeah. Pops it in his. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Your thing. Your thing don't work. Yeah, I broke your thingy. Build another one. What kind of craftsmanship is this? It did not survive a 30-foot fall from a tree. <laughs> Loser. And then uh, he's like, I quit. And she's like, no, build another one, please. Yeah, he, he does the, he gets upset and smashes it. I feel bad for a seed. Yeah, I need a soldering iron, three rubber bands, a paper clip, more pens. Jack's got all the fucking pens. <laughs> she's like, whoa, 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 calm down, man. Uh, and then Jack comes up to Kate and she's like, mm, bad news about Locke. I think he's dead. The monster got him. But then Jack sees the Dapper Man again, chases him. Ah, Dapper Man, where'd you get that suit? And finds Locke dragging a dead boar, looking satisfied. He's mm. like, what? He got a boar. He he survived his encounter with the monster in the mm-hmm. woods and got a boar. Then yeah. we got a bunch of new mysteries to add this week. And then the final scene is of the memorial itself. Claire's leading it. It's so endearing because she's trying to, so hard to come up with something to say about these people she's never met, right? She wore bifocals. Oh, she was catching a connecting flight and she was an organ donor. Or would have been. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlie's off getting high during mm-hmm. the memorial. I like how when Charlie gets high, he has to put on his crime hoodie, <laughs> Ooh, as you do. House of the Dragon reference. His Assassin's Creed hoodie. Yeah. But if you're going to do something sus, you got to get a crime hoodie. Kate's looking for Jack at the memorial. Where's Jack? I only came because I heard he was leading this thing. 
but he's off alone in the spot with he and Rose watching the ocean still. Mm-hmm. Michael uh, acknowledges Locke. He's like, hey, you're cool, man. Nice work getting that boy. Yeah. I think you're cool. Did I you think see anything, you're something else. Did you see the monster out there? We, Kate, Kate said it was coming towards you. Did you see yeah. that monster? And he's like, huh? Nope. What are you talking about? What? Monster. Which uh, is weird. It's like the monster was like, shh, don't tell anybody. I got, like, you want this boar? <laughs> I'll give you the boar. I got some coconuts too. I like the idea of the monster actually just whispers to people, hey, I got a secret between me and your beautiful lips. <laughs> so keep them closed. <laughs> it's like a southern wife. Hey, I got this over here. You want some? <laughs> Do you like backgammon? Do I? <laughs> Shh, let's go play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he floats away. Uh, and we get another flashback, and it's Guy, not Guy, it's a guy. I know a guy named Guy, trying to talk Locke out of the walkabout. Not yeah, talking about saying you can't come. It's a dude who runs the walkabout service that he has yeah. kind of bought his ticket for. And he's like, dude, you can't come on yeah. this walkabout. Is it called rollabout, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. But he's like, you can't come with us. You lied. You have a condition. And he's like, what? I didn't lie. And he's like, by omission, the, the insurance company yes. that run that supports us, like, they say they won't allow that. this. Yeah. You can't. You don't tell me what I can't do. But he's like, then he drives away. Like, and then, it, yeah, it cuts to the white shot. And that's when it's revealed this whole time. John Locke's been in a <sighs> what wheelchair. A that was so good. All caps. That was his wheelchair. That's what <laughs> yeah. I wrote down. And that's why the Such camera was on his foot. Like, you can see me in real time putting this together. Yeah. And then it kind of flashes back again to the initial crash with Jack running around. And um, and that's why Locke is like, he's putting on a shoe. Like, holy shit. And he just, ha- and Jack's like, hey, you, come here. He starts running. It's like Forrest Gump in that scene where the braces come off yeah. in pieces. It's yeah. his destiny. I yeah. was a running. Michael Giacchino's score in the scene is <sighs> like cranking up to 11, mm-hmm. doing everything. And yeah. then the, the final shot is of the wheelchair in the fuselage fire. Yep. And, hit, and Locke smiling. Which, why are they burning that wheelchair? That they're, one guy's not going to be able to get any sticks without it. So they're, they're not burning the wheelchair. It's just like in front of it. Yeah, it's in front of the fire. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, actually, that, it's that's funny, something useful. In the, in the DVD commentary, the director's like, a lot of people think we're burning it. It's actually yeah. like a good 10 feet in front of the fire. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it could have fooled anybody. It's meant to look know? like it's burning so he doesn't need the wheelchair anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. that's his old life Symbolism. Dead. Yeah. yeah. He's burning his old life. But man, that was a good moment. That was a really cool reveal. And so at this point, well, we'll get to that in Lost and Found. It's now time for Beach Please. Beach Please. This is the segment where I tell you guys a little bit of trivia about the episode that we just covered. And like I mentioned at the top, I found Lost DVD commentaries online. So I listened to the entire thing for this episode. Uh, The commentary featured uh, the director of this episode, Jack Bender, and writer Jeffrey Lieber, who wrote the episode with Mm -hmm. Damon Lindelof, uh, and Terry O'Quinn, who plays Locke, Locke. was also on the the commentary. Uh, A couple things that I thought was neat that you you guys might enjoy. The scenes with Locke uh, in the crash site actually was reshot. It's not the same stuff from the original pilot because they filmed the pilot way in advance and it was a different day. So they had to reshoot it and kind of make it look like the original original Mm. shot. Um, When Vincent, Vinny the dog, when she's going crazy in the beginning of the, the episode... The way they, the only way they could get her to bark like that was the trainer just took a lampshade and just shook it at her off screen. <laughs> she fucking hates lampshades. Wow. I, I mean, same. 
<laughs> Honestly, if someone shook a lampshade at me, I also would want to tear them apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were supposed to have actual live trained boars in the opening scene, but they couldn't use them because right before they shot, they fed the pigs and they got too comfy and just didn't want to move. No, uh, not doing it. They're like, no, nope. talk to my agent. Not going there. <laughs> so what uh, did they I'll use? be in my trailer. Nothing. It's just the actors pretending to see stuff and it's like CGI'd in oh, okay. silhouettes of That would boar. make me so mad as a filmmaker if I had boar and had the like CGI boar later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jack Bender also said he was kind of glad it worked out the way it did because he thinks the boar that they had looked too cute. And so oh. he was worried it was it would look like the actors were being chased by Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. Ah, that was Kermit. David. <laughs> oh, Miss Piggy, please don't chase Charlie. He's from Drive Chef. He's going to be the next guest on the Muppet Show. Yeah. <laughs> Damon Lindelof really wanted to title this episode Lord of the Files. Uh, <laughs> wish he had. That's a Michael Giacchino type name for yeah, sure. It is. Uh, Jack Bender, uh, he was kind of talking about how he approached filming uh, stuff on the island versus the flashbacks. And I guess he did. Th- he also directed Tabula R- uh, Rasa as well. Mm-hmm. But um, he specifically called out in this commentary that he tried to keep the colors blue and green out of the flashbacks as much as possible to kind of mm-hmm. separate the two locations. Because obviously yeah. there's a lot of blues and green on a beach. Uh, he also said they filmed the flashbacks with wide lenses, but just filmed them closer up so that the backgrounds are a lot more flat and not as depth mm. of fieldy. And also he made a point to try to surround the actors with things that they can't get on the island. So in the break room, they're surrounded by an unusual amount of uh, uh, vending machines. Okay. And John Locke in his bed and you just see all the technology and stuff that they can't get on the beach surrounding him. I thought that was kind of a cool yeah, way to cool. differentiate the two different worlds. Yeah. Oh, he also said that he made it a point to film the flashbacks with locked off cameras. So there's a lot of like handheld cam on the mm. beach and stuff. But when they're doing flashbacks, it's very, it's very like tripod stable. stilted, not okay. a lot of movement happening. So they couldn't shoot the, if they were members of the dogma 95 film school, they couldn't shoot the flashbacks. No, not at all. Not at all. Handheld only. <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's a long story. Originally there was a, so there were several scenes cut out of this episode to make for time because it's TV and they only have like 40 right. minutes. So there were several scenes cut out for time that I thought were interesting. Originally there was a scene with Kate and John Locke where she specifically is talking about how he has the same name as the famous mm. philosopher John Locke. And I was kind of doing a little bit of a deep dive into that philosopher because I'm not super um, familiar with him. But apparently, did you know this? John Locke, the philosopher, in 1689, wrote his seminal work, An Essay Concerning Human Understanding, where he said that he believed that the human mind was a tabula rasa, a blank slate. Oh. Meaning, because at the time, a lot of people were like, oh, humans are born sinners, we're born evil. Right. But he was arguing that people are, it's it's the influences of when you grow up that dictate who you become. Also, we make our own destiny was a big part of his thing, which is a big part of John Locke's character as he's trying to make his own destiny. And mm. I was like, God damn, I love that shit. That's good. That's so good. That it's is great. really good. Uh, they did not know John Locke's secret when they wrote the pilot. So there's the part one and two episode uh, episode for the yeah. pilot where John Locke tells Walt, hey, do you want to hear a secret? They didn't know what it was when they wrote that. The idea of John Locke being wheelchair bound before the hand happened right before they shot this episode. 
Terry O'Quinn did not know that was a part of his character until he got the script for episode four. Wow. And so they had to do insert shots of wheelchairs just being in the background to insert into the, mm. the pilot because it was something that didn't exist when they so wrote it. So this is the, the secret that he told Walt, confirmed? Because I wouldn't have gathered yes. that from this episode. Uh, I believe so, yeah. So okay. he's like, hey, hey, I used to be in a wheelchair. Well, I think the... The the, I know the, he, the underlying secret is like this place is magical because now I can walk. I remember mm-hmm. he said it's a it's a miracle, and that was something that Walt yeah. said that he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, was there an like was there another story that they were going to explore? I don't know. They didn't they didn't say what they were going to explore. Other, than I think that. they just had no idea. They were like, we'll figure mm-hmm. it out yeah. later. Gotcha. Apparently, Damon Lindelof was the one that was like, I think I just think John Locke was paralyzed before he got to the island. Like it was mm, a, that's a good idea. idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the scene where Charlie and Hurley are fishing. There was it was supposed to be extended. They deleted the scene where Jin actually shows up and shows them how to catch the fish. I was expecting oh. that because Jin actually knows what he's fucking doing with, yeah. with fishing. Okay. Um, the let me see. They should have kept that in. Another scene that they cut was actually the scene of John Locke telling Randy off. There actually was a oh. scene where he explodes mm. on Randy and like tells him to shut the fuck up. But they cut that scene, and the director was actually like, it works better because when he tells Helen later on that he told yeah, him off, like he seems way more sad and pathetic, which yeah. is what they were going for anyway. And let's see. Oh, uh, Terry O'Quinn, in the, every single flashback, is actually in the wheelchair. In every single flashback, they're just hiding it with camera angles. And also, they lowered the arms two inches so the arms aren't as high. Yeah. And then the last bit of trivia I have for you is the scene where Locke comes face to face with the monster. No one knows what the monster is supposed to look like while they're filming. Even the director doesn't quite know what it's supposed to be physically, what it looks like. And so Terry O'Quinn was like, how do I react to this thing? I need to go off something. Mm-hmm. I know you guys don't know exactly what it is yet. I need to go off something, though. And uh, Jack Bender told him. The monster A is very tall. There's a certain gargantuan quality to it. Yes. But B, it is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Those are the two directing notes he was given to react to. Huh. So it's just it's a, huge and beautiful. It's, it's like beautiful. Twenty foot Kristen Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. How? God damn it! Did someone spoil it for Chris? <laughs> <laughs> and that has been this week's version. Of Beach Please. Please. Excellent episode of Beach Please. Steve, real question for you. Would it be easier for you? Fake answer. If I I returned your Blu-ray box sets of Lost, would that be easy for you? No, no. Actually, the the commentary is an audio, so I can just like listen to it while I'm doing chores and stuff. So it's actually, (laughs) so it actually works out. Okay, good. If it uh, comes to a point where I do need them, I will ask for them back. Who knows what bonus features are on there? You know, there, I know there are blooper reels that are pretty good. Oh, mm-hmm. love you, a good blooper. You reel. love blooper reels. God, I love blo- blooper reels. We love a good blooper. <laughs> now it's time for our Mile High Club moments. Our top three favorite moments of the episode. Madison, start us off with your number three. My number three was a compilation of scenes between uh, Jack and Rose. Just their their chats on the beach. I really liked how hanging off the front of the ship. <laughs> right, right. Uh, on the on the board in the ocean, you know, when mm-hmm. Rose had to let go of Jack. Uh, it was just very heartfelt. And I liked seeing Jack kind of have this moment with, with Rose. And they were just really heartfelt. And I liked those. Uh, Steve, your number three. My number three moment is Charlie and Hurley fishing. Uh, it's just a couple of dudes being bros. And you can really kind of see the beginning of 
a, a great friendship. And those are the two most lighthearted characters on the show. So, of course, you put them together and fun stuff will happen. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, Hurley freaking out and then just going, all right, man, you try. It was just I, I love that so much. It's hilarious. That's my number three. My number three was Michael trying to ask son uh, to watch Walt. I think those characters are f- fascinating. Like they're dynamic. Um, and I think not, I haven't gotten like major spoilers. Uh, people have tried online in my comments, but like one of the things that's kind of a spoiler to me, cause I'm super spoiler reverse is the fact that people like Sawyer and Jen, mm. uh, which means they must have pretty good arcs. So I, I think it's interesting knowing that and what I think I know about Jen now and the fact that there's some kind of a tension between Michael and son. It's interesting to me, but no matter what that scene, even in isolation is, is really fun and awkward uh, and it's got like that cringe humor quality to it. Mm-hmm. And this all kind of led off with, yeah, whatever to <laughs> from Walt <laughs> when she speaks to him in Korean. Uh, just, I don't know why I got such a big kick out of it. My favorite moments for most part are just like tiny moments from this episode. But Madison, you're number two. My number two was uh, when John Locke threw the knife next to Sawyer's head. It was just like a good, like intense moment that. Uh, nobody was expecting, and I liked the the playful commentary. I think it was Jack that said, "Wow, you're either really good at aiming or really bad." And I I liked that. I thought it. What was if you just good. impaled Sawyer and was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, your number two. My number two moment is um, Locke just Locke being in the the break room, just playing his little game. And you can just kind of see he's this this sad dude that really wants to be a better version of himself. Like he, he but he, but he feels locked in uh-huh. to mm-hmm. where he at. Maybe he's at. lost. Maybe maybe he's lost. Yeah, you think planes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It's just a, a great way to flip this character on its head. Like you think you know him, but really you don't. And here's the real version of him. And I think that makes the character way more fascinating mm-hmm. is knowing that he's just this dude that is living his best life essentially on the island while everyone's living their worst life. It, it's, a, it's a good dichotomy shift and it really makes him sort of separate from everyone else. Yeah. It does add some uh, an interesting dynamic to his character. Um, my number two is also the lock moment uh, with the knife, but right before that, the boar speech. Mm. Uh, it's a 250 pound rat with tusks like scimitars and a surly disposition. Like I just, fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to put that on my hinge profile. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Can you please? Please sure. do that, Madison. That'd yeah. be so funny. Beach, please do Beach, that. please. I will. Madison, I think we all probably have the same number one. Uh, what's your favorite moment of the episode? My favorite moment is the reveal that Locke was in a wheelchair. He used to be. Mine as well. He used to be. We all everybody. We all everybody. everybody. We haven't had one of those since episode one. Yeah, I think so. so. But yeah, it was just, again, did not see it coming. Um, I thought they did a really good job at disguising that reveal throughout, but also being very intentional about how they were building into that uh, reveal. It was good. Yeah, because we only saw him sitting. And didn't think anything mm-hmm. of it each time. Yeah. Um, but Proper also shock. Claire doing her best to lead the memorial and say nice thing. Like that was really silly at first, if I'm being honest. But like it, it, it was endearing very mm-hmm. quickly. I was like, yeah, go. Because at first it was like uh, she was on a connecting flight. Because like all she has to go on is her like passport and tickets and stuff. I'm like, this is 
ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. But then I was like, this is actually beautiful. You You're know, being a real jack right now. Making, <laughs> <laughs> making an effort, you know. Uh, Steve, is there anything else you want to say about the reveal? No, I, th- I, I think I've gushed about the reveal enough. It's just really well done, and I, I get, oh, I get a little weepy eyed when it's when he's in the, um, the walkabout office, and yeah. he yeah. starts wheeling out, and he starts screaming desperately, like, "Don't tell me what I can't do!" Like, it, oh my god, it breaks me every time mm-hmm. I start to cry. So, do we end up finding out if he, if an event happened to him that made him unable to walk, or is there? Yes. Okay, we do. Okay. Yeah. We'll find it out. More will be revealed. Mm-hmm. And that was, I made a stupid joke, but I mean, that's a, it's a powerful moment because even if we're not differently abled, I think each of us have barriers in life and there's people in this world constantly telling Are you what you can and cannot bore-ears? do. Barriers? Barriers. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. In our fuselage. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think there's uh, something uh, really relatable, uh, especially in the office in fucking Randy about mm-hmm. Locke's life that we can think we can all relate to. We've yeah. all had a Randy. Um, Fucking Randy. Fucking Randy. Randall Fucking Barry. Randy. Every every show Madison's on, there's a guy named Randy that just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking oh. Randy. Randy's. Eh. He doesn't Yellow suck. He's just Randy's kind of fine. like pointless. Yeah. He's Maybe Randall not pointless. The only, yeah. Ran, Randy, <laughs> Rand, Randall Barry. <laughs> Randall Barry. <laughs> His only flaw is he cannot ejaculate on command. And I don't blame the guy. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of pressure. He caused a lot of trouble with that, though. He did. He caused yeah, a he lot did. of trouble. <laughs> yes, if you did. haven't seen Yellow Jackets, you're like, now I need to. Uh, <laughs> Please tune into that. <laughs> uh, now it's time for our Passenger Princess, our favorite performance of the episode. Are there any among us that did not choose Terry O'Quinn? Nar. Nar. We all, everybody? We, we all, everybody. everybody. Yeah, fantastic performance from Mr. Terry O'Quinn for John Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, did a great job of, especially knowing that they didn't have this reveal planned, mm-hmm. but they were like in the earlier episodes, stay aloof, my guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got stuff for you, but we don't know what. Yeah. I'm so happy we're covering Yellow Jackets, especially like uh, two months ago or so. We watched Tombstone and you got a little tiny little snippet of Terry O'Quinn and Tombstone. He's the mayor. Oh. Oh, yeah. You uh, told me about. And there's so many lost Ooh, references over the past few years that I've been like, don't care. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh. now you're now you're finding them. It's like a spider's web that you're now yes. to a spider verse, maybe, maybe Ooh. that you would say. Uh, so, what's up, danger? What's up, danger? <laughs> but Terry Quinn's so awesome. I mean, this is a role that I think was there are certain roles out there that are just kind of made for an actor or actress. And this is the role that I think was made for Terry Quinn. Um, he would go on to actually win an Emmy for best acting in a drama for this role. Oh, wow. I think it's not this season. It's a later season, but it just speaks to just how good he is in this role. He's great. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Now it's time for lost and found to wrap everything up. What mysteries have been solved and what, which ones were added or which ones are ongoing? What do you guys guys want to do first? You want to like introduce new ones and then kind of circle back? Or do you want to circle back to the old mysteries and see any of them have been answered? Let's go through all the old ones and then add, right? Yeah. Okay. First one, I think we can, at least some of it's been answered is orange mouth man. What's his deal? What's his secret? What's the miracle? John Locke, the miracles that he can walk now. Mm -hmm. That was the secret, I guess. Yeah. Can we like, can we scratch that one off the list? We can close that out. I mean, there's more John Locke stuff. Sure. Added, but yes, that one. Mm-hmm. Scratchy. Yeah. Scratch it off. What is the monster? Still don't know. It's don't beautiful, know. though. <laughs> Tall and beautiful. I hope I'm, I'm gonna, right. I'm going to add, it's beautiful. <laughs> we got, what happened to the plane? Still unanswered, I think. 
Why is there a polar bear on the island? Still an answer. Still no. Where are they? What are Kate's crimes? Oh, we know what Kate's crimes are, right? No, no we don't. We don't. We, we don't. Just know she almost made a run. boo-boo. I almost made a boo-boo. Uh, why are there French? Why are French people? <laughs> French people? We don't know. Still a mystery. What is in Sawyer's letter? Was something that Madison queued mm-hmm. on last episode? Still don't know. I mean, do we? Well, never mind. Keep going. It's the lyrics to a drive shaft song, I'm guessing. <laughs> Man, that's some good songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's over there writing one himself. He's, Ball he, with the ball to bang the bang diddy. <laughs> He's really sorry. This his arc is that he's working up the courage to approach Charlie with his own song. Like, hey man, I wrote a song for Drive Shaft. What do you think? Just keep it over mind. <laughs> keep it over mind. I'm gonna stand over there while you read it. I just don't wanna watch you read it. I'm a cowboy, baby. And Charlie's like fuselage. <laughs> what? <laughs> but what are what are some new uh, mysteries? From you guys. I have four, but I think you guys can also pick up on They're kind of complicated to phrase quickly, but like why, how did John survive the monster encounter? And why is he being coy about it? Like, I mean, there's a, mm. ah, there's I, a I wrote, mystery I wrote, there. why did the monster spared Locke? Yeah. Okay. But also, sidebar, why did Locke not, do I fucking saw it? He fucking let me go. It's a giant, I don't know if you guys have seen Twilight. It's like this huge bitch version of that. <laughs> <laughs> why is Locke? beautiful. Why is Locke being secretive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, there's more. There is more. Uh, mine is who is the man that Jack saw in the suit? Oh, yes. Dapper man. Who is the man in the suit? Got it. That's a good one. I think that's a good one to have. Dapper man. Um, what else? I wrote who is the Why woman is that? Saeed has photos of? Yeah, that was my other one. Yeah, okay. Sure. Might be a sister. Could be. Or a cousin. Why does Helen charge so much? <laughs> What's going to make Helen's that bag, deal. baby? <laughs> Dang. That's like a Bitcoin back in 2004. eighty nine ninety five an hour? <sighs> I mean, we're in, we're in the wrong business, In 2004. Man. Keep I in mean, mind, that's 200 an hour now. Maybe it's yeah. not like an hour cap. Like maybe it's... Oh, know, she capped so- it hard at that point. You invite me to Australia, time's over. Oh, that's about it. Come on, man. Well, I mean, if she's if she's a phone sex worker on the phone, I mean, an hour is a long time. So maybe, you know, it she has is. to charge. <laughs> she's got to charge a big amount. I get it. Honestly, yeah. I get it. That's you can't true. even get it. You can't get an hour so, long I mean, massage. Five for... bucks needs to be worth it. Or excuse me, five minutes needs to be worth it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, why are Helen's rates that high? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I think that's we're, we're out of mysteries, right? Do you have any more? I only had the man in the suit and the woman inside. Man in the suit, lock. Um, Woman in the photos. Yeah. That's how he likes. Yeah. Seemingly, seemingly. seemingly. I think those are good mysteries for Lost and Found to be added. You got another one? Or I guess why, sorry, why Jack is weird around memorials or like why, or something to do with like the family business. Yeah, that's fair. I do think there's character stuff about Jack yeah, yeah, that was yeah. kind of hinted at and not spoken about fully in this episode. What's Jack's deal? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Professionally. <laughs> Indeed. Professional and personal. There we go. I think these are good additions to Lost and Found. Tune in next week to see if any of them are answered or we're, added. We're going to yeah. find out he's like fucking chiropractor. <laughs> Just a total poser. <laughs> oh, the, the abdomen's rigid. <laughs> Pull the leg. If we're at my office, I would get some crystals and run on <laughs> He's, oh, he's, damn it, we don't have those. He's Joey from Friends, and he's actually an actor that plays oh, a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I can believe that, actually. That's good. 
But yeah, tune in next week to find out if these mysteries are solved. Um, and after you've probably already heard both Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol. And then after Dead Reckoning, we're going to drop two of these at least a week. So you can move a lot faster. We're so glad that you've joined us. The numbers are actually pretty good yeah. for Lost. Yeah. So maybe you'll get a season two. Keep it up, guys. Keep downloading and listening and whatnot. Devil Horns, Vinny says. But yeah, tune in next week. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Kit Laser. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. I do identify as Laser.